Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? I'm it's your boy Joe, and I'm back at it, back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again. You know what I'm saying? It is time to talk Jets, and boy, do we have quite a bit to talk about today. Man, we're going to be talking about the Jets' cornerback position. We're going to be talking about a lot of rumors that's swirling now. There's guys that supposedly might be out there, Amari Cooper. A lot of people also talking about uh, Allen Robertson to the Jets. The, the combine is well going on. We have some standout guys from the combine that really put on today. And uh, we got Makai Becton in the gym. A lot of negative comments from Jets fans. So we're going to be discussing quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in to lose all the savages in the chat. So let me go ahead and start the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy's on iTunes as well. You know what I'm saying? Your boy's on iTunes. Listen, if you go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Subscribe to that podcast on iTunes and leave your boy some feedback. You know what I'm saying? Leave me some feedback. I love hearing about, you know, what you guys think I'm doing here. Salutes to everybody that's done that. Give me a five-star rating if you can as well. That's greatly appreciated. Also, for those of you that may not know, you know, while we do the show live here on Blog Talk Radio, salutes to everybody that listens from Blog Talk as well. But guess what? <laughs> We're doing the show live via YouTube as well. We're streaming while it's going on. Come on over to the YouTube channel. Search Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Go to that page, subscribe there, hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. You know what I'm saying? You want to see this handsome face? That's where I'm at. You know, I got a voice for radio, and I have a face, you know what I'm saying, built to be beautiful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to see me, go ahead, go there. We have a lot of fun on the channel as well. Uh, we talk about the team. We talk about the Jets. And we absolutely, you know, we play games too. We do all kinds of great things over there, but we definitely have our shows, and we have a lot of fun. Salutes to all the savages in the chat as well. Brian, still good to see you in here, Brian. You know what I'm saying? All the guys, everybody that just comes on by and says what's up. Salute to all of y'all. So, you know, go ahead and do that. So now it's time to get into it. We're going to get to everything. Salute to all the callers as well. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody tonight, but we got to discuss some things, okay, because boy, oh, boy, has some things happened, all right? <laughs> first off, you know, we're looking at the combine that was coming up. And the first thing that kind of came out was that Sulla was not going to go to the combine. Now, there was a lot of Jets fans that immediately came out and said, hey, Sulla's not at the combine. What's going on with this? What's going on with that? He came out and he said during this press conference, listen, I know, you know, people are saying these things, people are saying that, but he and some of the people on his staff as well decided not to go because they felt like they could use their time more efficiently for their offseason prep. You know what I'm saying? They could use the time at home and just kind of take care of stuff. They didn't want to throw that off. And a lot, of, a lot of Jets fans, a lot of people, some people, you know what I'm saying, writing constantly going, hey, well, what about the interviews and all that? And he answered that as well. He said, hey, the in-person stuff I'm going to miss clearly because he's not going to be there. 
but he can still do the virtual stuff. And a lot of the players, and this is something that we talked about, the value of being at the senior bowl, the value of that was they talked to a lot of players already. He's already had a lot of discussions with a lot of these players that they're looking at, that they're constantly looking at to take, that they were kind of studying before, just doing tape, and then they got to sit down with a lot of these guys and talk to them at the senior bowl. But he's talked to a lot of these players. He's had discussions with a lot of these dudes that he thinks he's going to be able to take and coach up here. So he's also going to continue, you know, again, when they have the interviewing process ever, once again, you know, during this process of the combine and doing all this stuff, he's going to get involved in that as well. So to me, it was a lot of dust up from some fans, but it, I understood it a little bit. But at the end of the day, again, they've already kind of gone through their processes. The general manager, Joe Douglas, and all the guys that he's got to, you know, take over there are there. They're looking at guys constantly. I didn't think it was that big of a deal at all. So I just wanted to step out there and put that to bed. Then there's a lot of reports as well that the New York Jets are going to pick up Quentin Williams' fifth-year option. Talked about that too. Listen, Quentin Williams, this guy is ascending. He hasn't – has he lived up to being the third overall pick in the draft? Not yet. He hasn't done that yet, but we've seen a lot of great things out of him. I think this year he had 53 tackles, six sacks. He's put on. This is a guy that's continuing to get better, but he needs to become more of a monster. And he's even talked about it himself, stepping up and becoming better at what he does, understanding that he needs to be the type of player, right, where he can make the game bend to his will. You know, again, there was a lot of comparisons when he came out of school to Aaron Donald. Listen, that's what Aaron Donald does. He's out there on the field. He takes over. And Quentin Williams has also talked about that as well, wanting to become more of that player. Now, with them, according to reports yet again, and Joe Douglas also came out and credence to the reports too that they were going to pick up uh, Quentin Williams' fifth-year option, what that does to the New York Jets is it allows us to keep him throughout 2023. Okay, so he's going to be here until then. But also the money as well, I think it you know, let, lets us contract up to about 10, 10 million. I think it was like 10.2, something like that. Now there's a lot of different things that could change that as well. Playing time, pro bowling, if he makes a pro bowl, there's all kind of things that can change how much money the New York Jets actually, you know, will end up giving him. But guess what? If he does ascend to that level and we only end up giving up 10 mil or maybe in the range 10 or $11 million, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's all right for a guy that's really playing like that and still to have all the, you know, still to have the time with him here on this team. So this was a solid move by the Jets. They're going to continue to evaluate him. I think Quinn Williams is definitely going to step into it this upcoming season and really put some things together. I really want to see him take that next step forward. I want to see him, you know, so also be healthy because he did have to deal with that foot injury as well coming into the season. Uh, we also saw him have that shoulder injury too that kind of he had to deal with a couple times. But as long as Quinton is progressing and getting better, man, this is a guy that's, that's been a force for us. When he's out there, we've seen it. Uh, you know, paired again, we're, we're still trying to build up our defensive line, trying to change some things up. So, if Quinton continues to take steps forward, that's going to be huge for us. Then when you look at the New York Jets defense, I think one of the things that we all kind of see is this cornerback position. This cornerback position is something to talk about, all right? <laughs> Listen, Bryce Hall, to me, this kid has shown up and shown out for us this year. Shown up and shown out. We've seen him play so well for us. I'm talking about covering the team's best wide receivers 
game in and game out, and he's out there doing it. This was a kid that wasn't expected a lot from him. We drafted him a little bit. We drafted him late. Joe Douglas did that, took him. And, boy, he's came in and really been able to put on. And I'm excited about him, man. This is a kid that, again, a young corner, 24-year-old guy that's continued to get better within the system. And I think he's going to be huge, huge for us going forward within Sella's defense. Now, he did have some bumps and some bruises where, you know, earlier on in his career, we were like, ah, you know, he kind of took, got beat here and there by veteran guys. I remember there was a game where we played the Chargers, and Keenan Allen was like, listen, this kid Bryce Hall, he's good. He's just young. He's good and he's young, but, again, we've seen him progress. And now I can't wait for him, again, to be a guy that we've watched next season really step into the role yet again and be able to put it down as a corner. We saw him play extremely well this year, too, definitely in spots. That big win against the Bengals, he was the guy that was matched up with the Bengals' top wide receiver. He was the guy that was going out there, you know, putting the clamps on Jamar Chase. And, again, Jamar Chase was going off all that time. When he came up against, you know, Bryce, he played, he played solidly. They didn't shut him down for, like, you know, 10 yards or nothing like that, but he definitely slowed him down because, again, Jamar was eating the league up. We ended up taking that game because of the secondary play, because of how well that Bryce was playing in that football game. Another guy as well in the secondary that's really popped and shown us something, too, is Brandon Eccles. Brandon Eccles has really shown up for us in that number two spot. There was a lot of question marks about this secondary coming into this season. There was a lot of people going, you know, the weakness of the defense is the secondary. We don't really know if they can do things. You know, again, there was a lot of question marks about Hall and Eccles coming in because of the youth on this secondary. There was a lot of questions about Eccles especially. And Eccles, again, at times we saw him come in. Again, he's a guy that was raw. We knew that he was a little bit raw as far as, you know, skill-wise. But, man, the athletic ability, how he continued to show again throughout the season that he was willing to fight, compete. He had some big plays during the season, too. He had an interception, big interceptions and spots. This kid is, I'm telling you, this young secondary led by those two guys, very exciting this year. Now, Eccles did get nicked up from time to time. He's got to kind of clean that up as well uh, next season. But he's a guy as well that I'm excited about that number two spot. I really am. Another guy as well in the secondary that I think played extremely well for us last season, extremely well, Michael Carter the second. Whoa! <laughs> you want to talk about a guy that has stepped into that slot role and taken over. Man, this kid was phenomenal. His coverage was amazing. I'm talking about he was playing as well as damn near any corner in the league, any slot corner in the league. It was unbelievable how well he played for us last year, last season. And I cannot – I'm serious. He's another guy that I cannot wait to, to see what he continues to give us going down the line. I remember for years the New York Jets had issues trying to sure up that slot spot. We would have a veteran guy come in for a year or two, but we couldn't depend on a lot of guys to stick around with us. And I think Michael Carter II has solved that issue. He truly has. This kid played phenomenal for us last year. There's a lot of questions as well. I know some people want to definitely continue to address the cornerback spot in free agency. There's definitely some guys that could be out there. J.C. Jackson is one of them. I hear a lot of people screaming for him. J.C. Jackson from New England, this kid is, I mean, he's a good corner, really good corner. But the question starts to be, and I'm going to ask these questions tonight. Let me tell you, salute to all the callers. We'll get to you in a second. How much are you willing to give up to get that big corner in free agency. 
because JC, I'm telling you, he's going to be looking for $18 million per. That's probably going to be just the starting point. Are you willing to give that up if you're the Jets general manager? I want to hear from Jets fans tonight if they're willing to do that. Because that's, probably, that's definitely what he's going to be asking for. And, again, we all know, we've seen this before when we go into free agency and we're trying to attack impact positions and we're searching for a corner. We've seen before how that bidding war can take over and can happen. That's going to be a big question. Another big question as well is going to be, hey, are you willing to go into free agency, get into that bidding war, and do what it takes to win? <laughs> That's the big question there. Also, again, we've been burned in the past as well in that bidding war. We've been burned. I I know J.C. Jackson and Tremaine Johnson aren't the same player. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we've been burned in the past. You know, do you want to go back into that scrum? Do you want to go back into free agency and swing for that big corner? So there's there's a lot of questions there. There's other corners there as well. Carl, uh, Carlton Davis, he's a guy that could be out there from the Bucks. We'll see if the Bucks franchise tag him or not, see what happens with that going forward. But I'm telling you, there's a lot to talk about. Then when you look at the draft, too, there's some guys in the draft that we could end up taking as well. Sauce Garner probably being the number one guy, I think, on most people's boards. Got kid out of Cincinnati. Whoa. I don't think he's allowed a touchdown in his entire collegiate career. He started since he was a freshman. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. You also got some Jets fans that want to take Stingley as well from LSU. Let me tell you something. I like him. There's some questions, particularly about that foot. You get a foot injury as a corner, and it continues to, to linger on. That could, that could really hurt your career. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. I want to hear from you all. Lines are hot. First, we're going to my guy, Monty. Monty, we're coming directly to you. We're going to start off hot. <laughs> we're going to start off what's hot. Happening? We already know what's, me and Monty. What's happening? What's happening? You know? Hey, hey, you know, security security let me in, man. They, 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 they put out the red carpet for you, boy. Oh, no, 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 no. See, you see, you heard nothing at first, right? Because that's yeah, a I, silent I, alarm. I, that's I've up the panel for you. I've turned up the panel for you, okay? That's the panel in my room. That's the silent alarm. Oh, man, you I think I you got in, here, but you didn't. Yeah, yeah. you think yeah. you got in easily, but you didn't. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, salute okay, to you, Monty. Okay, okay. Good to hear from What's you. What's going on with you, man? How you been? I've been all right. I've been all right. But I'll tell you what. Things right. are heating up with the New York Jets, right? We got a lot of stuff right. going on. I want to start with the cornerback position with you. When you mm-hmm. look at this New York Jets current cornerback, uh, current cornerback position depth, right? What are your thoughts mm-hmm. about Bryce Hall? What are your thoughts about him? Do you feel like he's a legitimate number one corner? Um, I think I think the dude has talent. I I think he has talent. He's big. He's physical, and I fit. I I feel like he fits perfectly in that uh in that Rob Salai scheme because uh, that's what they they're mostly like. Uh, he likes big physical corners and it's mostly a zone concept so if you're looking for somebody like that not really too much into i don't really see him as a man-to-man corner as much i see him really thriving as a more so like a you know zone corner i think he's perfect and uh he has a lot of upside as well i just want to see him to uh continue to grow and you know i think he'll be okay 
I think he'd be all right. I like I like Bryce Hall, man. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he is. Now, you look at the other side as well. One guy that I was mm-hmm. really surprised by was the performance of Brandon Echols at times. I thought that he really mm-hmm. stepped up, played well for us. He had some big interceptions this year. Do you feel confident in him remaining the number two corner as we continue to go forward? Do you feel like the pairing of Hall and Echols is what we should do going forward? Uh, do I feel confident? No. But is he a, is, is he, does he have potential? Yes. And I think this is the first time that I've, I've actually been confident in some guys that they can actually grow into the player that I want them to be. I think Echols is, is a, is a, is, can be a high-level player, but like I, like I said before, uh, Joe, like they just have to consistently do it. I feel like the talent is there, but can they prove on a week-to-week basis that you can count on them? And I just don't know. I don't know about Echols yet. I don't know if we can – fully count on him yet but I see the talent mm-hmm. you know I see the talent I think he was a good pick so I mean I just want him to see you know this next year I just want to see them players that we think that they can be week to week and you know that's what mm-hmm. really you know um changed the, the 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 bad players to the good players the good players to the great players consistency man mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and and I think I, I understand your take there because again we've seen echoes also deal with injuries as well, you know, getting nicked mm-hmm. up, missing games here and there, or be, making big plays in games and then missing the second half or missing critical drives and stuff like that because he's been nicked up. So I, I understand right. what you're saying there because I want to see him right. be right. a little bit more healthy right. so he can be out there on the field and make those plays. So I get I get the, right. the questions about Joe, the confidence it, about it, going it feels good. It feels good actually having guys that we can possibly believe in. You know, it's been a long time. You know, <laughs> as, as anybody, I've been – I've been super hard on on Joe Douglas to the fact me and yes, you yeah. got into many arguments about it, but I'm finally mm-hmm. start starting to see some of the players really blossom. But this year is mm-hmm. going to be a critical it's going to be a critical year for Joe Douglas and these players because if they don't mm-hmm. take that next that next leap, the foundation I feel like the foundation is there. We've got enough players. We got enough players but they just have to take that leap and continue to grow and don't regress. Don't be like Denzel Mims and just, okay, we see promise, we see this talent, and then, you know, the next year comes out, we don't see you on the field. We can't have that from any of the players. The foundation is set. Now we just have to go to the, you know, we have to go to free agency and build a little bit more on top of that. And, man, I feel like yeah. we should we should be straight, man. Yeah. Now, when you talk about free agency, because that's where I wanted to go with you, dude, if you're looking at this defense right now, you're going into free agency, are you swinging mm-hmm. big for big-name corners like J.C. Jackson and some of the other guys that's going to be out there? Are you swinging big? Let's, let's stick to J.C. Are you swinging big for J.C. Jackson? Would you be willing no. to give him $18 million per? No, because he doesn't, he doesn't fit this game. He doesn't fit the scheme in which in which uh, Salah wants to do. So, I would I wouldn't personally. I think he's a hell of a player. But if you don't if you don't if you're just gonna just give you know him money just to just to bring him here, then you know go ahead. He's a, he's a player, you know. But I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna thrive here. You know, mm-hmm. we don't do what he we don't have the scheme that fits what he does and have him produce at that high level. So I would say me personally, I would say no. It's a little rich for my blood. Um, 
I would more so want to go with like a you know uh, Carlton Davis. I think he fits yep. Salah, uh, yep. Rob Salah's scheme. Um, I would try to if they don't franchise, I would try to go after a player like that. Okay, okay, yeah, and I talked about him earlier in the show as well. I think the Bucks might end up using that tag, but if they do let him hit free agency, let me tell you something. He's definitely going to be a guy that a lot of teams are going to go after. Now, yeah, you have to line to up and get him. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, I, that's the big thing about me is I, I, when you talk about pass rushers, when you talk about corners, you talk about those kind of positions, those guys get paid in free agency. And mm-hmm. it just seems like a lot of the times, not all the time with corners, but especially a lot of the times with corners, those guys get paid and then they go to those other teams and things just never kind of – you know, lead right, 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 but you, but but you know, but you know why, but you know why though, Joe. Like they try to, you know, the Jets always get into into this position where they try to win the headlines. They don't really yep. get into okay, how can we, how can we find the right player to build the team? Just like we got into it with Le'Veon Bell, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell, we signed him, but was the team ready for Le'Veon Bell? No, we don't do mm. anything that. We didn't do anything that Le'Veon Bell was was good at. We didn't have a good offensive line, so why sign him? The only reason they did it was, oh, we got to win headlines, okay? So I think the Jets, it's not really about, you know, it's not about the money as much. It's about knowing your coaching staff and knowing the players you're going to need and going out and getting them. And if you feel like there's a player out there who really fits your scheme that could take you to the next level, then go and get them by all means. Yeah. But I'm not, um, I'm not about names. I'm more so about does this, can this player help us win? And if, if they mm. can do that, if Joe Douglas can do that, then that's fine. And, and I hope he doesn't, you know, once he finds that player, he doesn't become this cheapskate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys are going to want to get paid. But I think that's the thing that's going to change, I would say, this year from last year. I think Joe Douglas understands where the team is. And I think at this point he understands mm-hmm. he's going to have to spend a little bit because of the spot that we're in, particularly if, especially if he wants to protect Zach Wilson properly. Look, you can utilize your, your picks on the offensive mm-hmm. line. That's fine. But then after that, it's like, okay, there's still some spots. So we're gonna, not going to be able to draft every single position that we need here, right, because we still need so much. Right. So it's like right, you're going right. to have to utilize free agency. But the big thing is utilizing free agency correctly. And I think that that's what, again, I'm not uh, accusing right, Joe Douglas of this. I think right. he's brought in some guys that have done well. But we've seen in the mm-hmm. past, right, where, like you just said, we've seen guys get signed here by Mike McCaffrey right. that just ate right. up our cap and things never worked out. You've got to find the value in free agency. When you're exactly. signing guys and bringing exactly. in, they have to come in and be able to play well for the type of money that they're bringing in and not just bringing a name. Exactly. Joe, and don't you think it's just like, it's just total opposite. Like we have like Mike Tannenbaum and we had uh, Mike McCagman and they were just like, they would just like try to look for the big name. And now we got yep. Joe Douglas and he's just like, you know, looking in the dumpster. He's like priding his, himself yep. off of, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not paying these guys. Like, it's so funny, yep. like, the, the opposites of the GMs that we have, you know. So, hopefully yeah. hopefully Joe, Joe can uh, get it get it right, man. I've been hard on him um, mm-hmm. in the past, like, you know. But, you know, he has to, you know, this, this is going to be a critical year, man. Yeah, yeah. So, when you look at him, and, again, they're there at the draft, there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. performing well. Chris, Chris Olave has just 
shot up boards, you know, running that 4-3. I think oh, we ran a 4 you know, I'm a Hall State unofficial. guy. Oh, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Hall State guy. Hey, Joe, Joe what, what, are you, what are these guys seeing this Drake London guy? Like, like is, what is it about him? I don't, I don't understand, like, the hype behind this kid. Like, if you don't take you a, Alave and, and, and Garrett crap. Wilson, like, what's, like, come on, man. That's not even close. Come on. Like, come on. Did, come did on, you man. watch any Ohio State games last year? No, did, I, did I, I, I like to actually watch good football, so I'm not interested in that. That's why I watch USC. Oh, you know so what I'm saying? We, we ain't got time for all I guess you didn't watch any USC USC we ain't got, we ain't got time for But, hey, but I know you were at this. You probably saw the Rose Bowl game, though, didn't you? You know? Of course we watch you. All right, you guys are balling. We we get it, okay. But don't disrespect Jake, you know, Drake London. Drake London is a damn good wide receiver. He'll go up and get the football. Stop saying that he doesn't get separation. That is a lie. This is a guy that can play great football in the NFL. Let's just stop, man. Come on. Man. Well, that's why I wanted to ask. Go ahead, Mark. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you. You watch way more USC football than me, so mm-hmm. you know. I, yeah. You know, I just saw him just shoot up the draft boards. I'm like, who is yeah. this kid? You know, I didn't watch too much USC so, football. I'm just like, why Why is this dude even considered, like, being taken over Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave? Yeah, when you look at a lot of his comparisons, and I knew, I knew just watching him this season, I knew what a lot of his comparisons were going to be. And people, Mike Evans, big, big guy, go up and get the football. He's a solid route runner. Of course, he could get better at the next level. That's everybody, right? Like, everybody mm-hmm, tries right. to act like, you know, come on. Like, everybody, I don't give a damn who you are. When you get to the next level, of course, you're going to work on that stuff, right? But let me tell right, you, right. big guy, go up and get the football, solid hands. He's a solid route runner. A lot of people say he's slow, but he's not slow. He can move and he can get mm-hmm. separation. So that's the big thing about him. He's not, four two, he gets into the, he's not 4-2 speed you know, like uh, a lot of no, he's not or 4-3 like no, Wilson. He's not, no, no, mm-hmm. he's not a four-two guy, but he's not a, a slow guy. Listen, you put them pads on, you watch him during the season. As he, he he's going to be fine at this level as long as he gets to you know the right offense that can utilize him, dude. He's going to be big, especially so, in the red. You want him? Especially. You want him here, do I, dude? I take him at ten. I already said it. What? <laughs> oh my we, God, Joe! Absolutely up, not. Listen, if we sure up a lot of things that's wrong with this football team, I'm not taking him over an offensive line. I wouldn't take him over Tyler Lindebaum. I wouldn't take him if we have a lot of these issues. But if we sure up a lot mm-hmm. of issues in free agency and we go into the draft with some, with some holes, particularly if we're talking about wide receivers, there's a lot of people that want to address wide receivers still. I oh, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't bat an eye if we took him at 10. I would not bat an eye if we took him at 10. Drake London is good. He's that good. And I know a lot of people just Man. want to disrespect him simply because because everybody wants to hate on speed. USC. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. No, it's but about, it's about like, he's a damn good player. You got, but, oh, okay. But you got to have – He's not dirt you gotta slow. Have. He's not dirt slow, Monty. He's not. He's not dirt slow. He's not. I'm, I'm, but he I'm can just move. speed kills at that next level. Like, if you look at if you look at the championship teams, like, they just have they, – they have a lot of – they have a lot of speed. And you got to get mm-hmm. fast at that fast at that position. Like Elijah Moore is cool; he's fast, you know. But you have to be fast at all. You have to have mismatches. And I feel like a dude like Garrett Wilson, who can also catch, um, you know, he gets yeah. yards after the catch as well. And he's a deep mm-hmm. threat, and he can run the full route tree. I feel like that, you know, that beats out a you know a big body who can, you know, box out, you know. 
Like even though, even though, yeah, but that's, he, not, that's not all he does though. He can move. Like I said, the, the comparisons, Mike Evans, yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Williams, you know as well. Do, those though. are very accurate. Yeah. yeah, those are very kind of accurate, I guess, comparisons. Even though I, I can't stand when you know you compare those guys to <laughs> guys that's really just going crazy. What was Mike it? Evans. What was his forty but, time? You know, I don't know what his. I don't remember what his forty time is. But he can move. Uh, like I, I don't remember okay. what, what he was running, especially during the season. But he's not. When you watch him on tape, he's not a slow guy, dude. He's not slow at all. all I right. know people just okay. want to say that, but he's not. So my last okay. question before you know, I go, because we're, we're getting heated up. I got quite a bit of callers. Amari Cooper, I got you. his name's being thrown around now, right? Amari Cooper's name's being thrown around. You got uh, <laughs> Allen Robinson being thrown around as well. A lot of people already saying that yeah. Allen Robinson is going to be a Jet. If you have to pick one of those guys, who are you taking, man, in free agency? If I had to? Um, if you have to. I would Come on. Go, I need a hot I mean, take. To be honest, I wouldn't. To be honest, I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't take either one of them. To be honest, but if I had to take one of them, I would go with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is, is a okay. dog. You know, he he he's a dog. You know, and he's proven that he can play with bad quarterbacks. So um, that I mean, uh, you know, Mark Cooper's been playing with Dak. He has Ceedee Lamb on the other side. He's also had Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard in the backfield. You know, and he still hasn't really been able to take it to that next level. So I've seen Allen Robinson play with Blake Bortles before and play with Mitch Trubisky before, and um, you know he's he's produced. So I mean, I would I would have to go to go with Allen Robinson, but I don't know. Allen Robinson is probably a defeated man at this point playing with <laughs> playing with all these quarterbacks, man. <laughs> listen, listen, so you probably not, doesn't want to so, play so football anymore for real. So the, the so the drop off the the bad season last season that doesn't that wouldn't scare you necessarily away from him if you have to stick between the two because that's what a lot of people are going on. No 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 it doesn't it doesn't scare me. He was playing you know uh, Justin Fields. I mean you know at this point he was he was really really raw you know and mm-hmm. uh, I I don't think it was an indictment on Allen Robinson. I just think it was more of of, it, of an indictment of the coaching staff of uh, the Chicago okay. Bears. They just didn't put the players in position to be able to succeed. And when you don't do that, you know, you're going to have a season like Allen Robinson has had last year. So I still, when I watched the games, when I watched the games, he was getting a lot of separation and he was freaking dudes, but he just, just wasn't able to get, get the, get the ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've seen that. I remember when Strabisky was there and I watched a couple of games where Allen Robinson was open on like four plays in a row and Trubisky either mm-hmm. threw an interception or threw it into the dirt, and then you you see the move forward. And again, I, I like the you know I like Fields I a lot, but you know, I thought he suffered. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he suffered this year again in that role within the offense and and just having a young quarterback out there. So I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, I take him as well. But I tell you, there's a lot of love for Amari Cooper out there, and I think he's good as well. So, but listen, yeah. Marcy, I got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank hey, you. Hey, shout out to you, night. Joe. Shout out to yeah. you, man. You the best on here, man. And I just wanted to, anytime hey. I can get on and show love, like my schedules is all over the place now. So, you know, I don't get to check in with you like I, like I normally do, but man, just keep doing your thing, man. And I'm always going to support you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Monty. Salutes, man. Salutes. We're going to keep getting with these lines to lose to Monty. Again, I want to thank him for calling in. 515 
602-969-6369 is number. Call in. We are taking all callers, all right? We're going to get to these lines again. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you can. It's greatly appreciated. Also, share the stream with your friends and family. You know what I'm saying? I love talking football with everybody. So next, we're going to my guy, Colin. Colin, we're coming directly to you. Chris, we'll come to you next. Salutes to everyone. Colin, how's everything going with you, my friend? I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, we're swinging, all right? We're talking about the Jets' cornerback position. Give me your thoughts about Sauce Garner, man. Is he a guy you'd like to see the New York Jets take, possibly at the number 10 spot? Hey, Joe. Good evening, buddy. Um, yeah, so, you know, before I got on the show, I was just thinking about, you know, what what are the wants and what are the needs, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me, there there's five needs that, that the Jets have to, um, you know, entertain. So one is one is for me an edge position, the cornerback, yeah. the safety, the tight end, and what was that four? Four I gave you, and a and a mm-hmm. and a right guard. Right. Those those are my five needs. Um, cornerback, obviously. I think um, you know we should we should if we could sign one in free agency that that's that's mm-hmm. fine, um, but I still think we can draft one as well in in the top five picks, um, and it's just going to be a matter of you know who who we who we want to sign. Um, mm-hmm. Garner we can sign at ten, right? If he's available, there's gonna there's gonna be there's going to be a guy there at 10 um, and whoever that guy is, you know, that that's probably the guy that we could draft. We can draft Gardner. We can draft Stingley. If his pro day, you know, if his pro day um, works out. But when you, when you right. And, yeah. But when you talk, well, one second, when you talk about Stingley and I understand, you know, taking a guy, you know, at uh, in the draft, right. Say we take him at 10 and I hear what you're saying. Stingley. You're looking at him. There's some Jets fans that want to take him at four, but with the injury concerns surrounding him, wouldn't that worry you a bit to take a guy? Because we've seen guys have injury concerns as well, top corners that we've taken in the past that have had injury concerns and didn't work out here because of those injury concerns. How concerned are you about Stingley and that foot? Because if that foot is not 100%, if he ever continues to have lingering issues from that foot, that draft pick is blown, am I correct? It, it will be, and this is and this is why Robert Sala and Joe Douglas got to do their work. They got to do their due diligence, mm-hmm. right? And they got to make sure that mm-hmm. you know they go they go to the pro days, you know they do their evaluation, the medical, everything has to check out, um, you know. And and listen, they don't have to draft a Stingley. They can draft a Sauce Garner at ten if he is available at ten. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think they need to reach for 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 a corner. At four, um, you know, however they come away with the first five picks, Joe. If they, I think they need to get an edge, a corner, a tight end, and at least get the right guard. Um, mm-hmm. I think those 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 are those are the players that we we have to draft. You know, in those first four picks, regardless of how you want to draft them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to go and sign free agents. At those positions, unless we're state, unless we're signing guys, not high, not high paid guys, but guys, you know, that's not going to break the bank. 
that can come in mm-hmm. and help us develop these young guys that we're going to draft this year. Um, that's more so what I'm looking at. So, so you, you wouldn't know, be, so you, not, you're, not, you're not willing to take a corner. Like, because again, let, let's say we take a corner in free agency, like a JC Jackson. I think that that, well, I wouldn't sign him. The way that you draft tremendously. Go, go ahead. Well, I, I, I went, I went fast. I wouldn't sign if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm not signing any, any free agent that's going to break the bank. I am, I am not overpaying for free agents because this, this team is building from the ground up, and I, I don't think in the second year we, we have the luxury right now to go and spend top dollars on any one player in any, any position right now. Um, we still need to see what Zach Wilson is going to do in the second year, right? I, I personally that, didn't but, see much in the first year. So, you know, like going to sign in but, the Devontae Adams or the top corner, like what's the point in doing that? I just don't see the point well, in spending that much money. Team, that's it will, but, but okay. It, for instance, it will, let's but, do this. but I think let, let's say let's say a guy like James Daniels, right? You're not going to pay James Daniels nothing to come here, or you're not going to, you know, you're going to have to pay that guy to get him in the door. Well, that's the right guard. You're going to have to pay what is the going rate in free agency, and again, there's going to be a lot of teams vying for his services as well. You're going to have to pay a guy like Ryan Jensen if you want him to come in here, who at this point, right, from what we know, is the, is the top center that's going to be in free agency. You're not going to give these guys pennies to have them come in here. You're going to have to spend. I don't think it's about not spending in free agency. I don't think it's about not doling out the cash for certain guys. I think it's about ensuring that the guys that you do give cash money to, because you're going to have to pay somebody. Because, again, we need to be competing this year. And I'm not saying we have to just wildly spend like McCagney. What I am saying is you need to make sure that you do what it takes to get the guys that you need to bring in here in here. The nickel and diamond, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. It's just not. No, the ni- because the, the nickel, nickel and diamond, diamond is not, not going to work if you want to protect Zach Wilson protect, if you want to protect Zach Wilson effectively. Go ahead. Right. The, the nickel and diamond is not going to work. But, but you know, per- personally, when, when I look at, you know, let, let's, let's talk about the, the cornerback position, right? So mm-hmm. in, my, in my opinion, I think we can go out and we can get a corner in the, in the draft. You know, whether we get the okay. guy at four, we get the guy at 10, we get him at 35, or we get him at 38. I think we can get a very good corner in the draft. So, so my mm-hmm. point is that we don't need to go and sign a guy like J.C. Jackson and, and give him $18 million a year. We can get a corner. We can get a free agent corner, you know, mm-hmm. that's not gonna not gonna you know want top dollar like that. So I, you yeah. know, we could still go get a guy, but I just feel like this, the same with the tight end thing, right? The, I I don't think we need to go get a tight end from Dallas and pay him you know fifteen sixteen million a year. I think we can draft mm-hmm. a tight end. We can get a Trey McBride. You know, there, there there's there's a lot of good tight ends we can get from the draft. But then we can still get a guy like Njoku from Cleveland, right, and mm-hmm. bring him in to to work along a guy like a Trey McBride. So I I don't think we and that's what I mean by I don't think we need to go out and sign one of these guys that's that's going to be like a premium type pick. You know I think we can get guys that we can we can bring in to help groom the guys that we're going to get in in in, in the draft this year. You know, yeah. No, listen, I, I, and I hear that is when I think we can, I, I do, we can, I, I, we can maybe I, go and spend money 
you know, bigger money in the following year. But I don't think we really need yeah, but, to go out this year and do that. Yeah, I, I'm not here, – here's the deal. I, I'm not against utilizing free agency to make your football team better at all. I think utilizing free agency at certain spots to ensure that you can bring the guys in that can make your football team ascend into the next level, I think is vital at certain times. I don't understand why mm-hmm. we can't take a premium guy. If, if Schultz – if Dalton Schultz, who is the guy that, that, that's in Dallas, if he's the guy that you can sign and bring in here – and it's not paying him $40 million a year, which Joe Douglas would never do. But I'm just saying, if you're not right. McCagnin stupid, right, if we're, if, we're not, if we're not being McCagnin stupid, then, yeah, you pay him the top dollar to bring him in because guess what? That's a guy that you can utilize, right, going forward to help your young quarterback. That's why I'm saying that. I understand your, your strategy, but the whole nickel and diming thing, dude, that's a, we can't do that. We can't. There's a reason why. Well, what are we saving all this money for? Okay, look, well, look, at, the, look at the things that we did. Look at the diamond. things that we did. Like, okay. Look at the things that we did. George Fant, look at the things we did this, this, this last uh, season, right? We brought in Carl Lawson, who we were all excited about. We didn't nickel and dime that guy. We paid him. He was one of the top guys, one of the top pass rushers out there. We gave him cash. We also paid Corey Davis, who played pretty well before he went down, right? We're excited about him going forward. There's so many free agent additions that we've made that we've paid to come in here I don't understand why we can't continue to do that if we have the money. We're not cash-strapped. We got, I think it's like almost $50 million coming to us this, this upcoming free agency. You spend that to make the team better. Of course, drafting is extremely important. But we can utilize free agency. Like I just thought, let's say we get Jensen and Daniels, right? That's your, your center and your right guard spot. Our offensive line will pretty much be secure from then on. Then what that does and what you're talking about right now is drafting and you, you, you get this, you get that. Well, guess what? That changes your draft plan because I don't have to worry about offensive line now going forward. That gives me more flexibility. So then what I could do is I can see how the board falls to me at four. If it doesn't fall to me favorably at four, I'm not going to tell anybody that. I'm just going to trade down, and I'm going to garner more picks. And then I could take another position. Maybe I take a corner. Maybe I take, you know, a pass rusher. Maybe I take all – it, that free agency allows you to do that, but not utilizing free agency and nickel and diamond. I just, I, I, I can't, I can't see us doing that because again, we need to be competing. We need to take that next step forward and get better. And if you can do that, you do it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to nickel, nickel and dime, you know, um, players, because I'm definitely not one for nickel and diamond. I, I always mm-hmm. say pay the players, you know, like, like Quinn and Williams, pay the guy. This is a guy that's already on yeah. your team. He may he may yeah. not be the the best guy in the league, but you know what? He's probably a top ten at his position. So mm-hmm. pay the guy, right? I this is where this is where I always say you pay the guys that's on your team that that that's performing. Don't don't make those guys walk. But my my point mm-hmm. is, right? Instead instead of paying a guy like Daniel Schultz, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million a year, if I can get two other quality guys to come to the team during in free agency, you know, I'd rather mm-hmm. spend the money that way. You know, like like an Amari Cooper or an Allen Robinson, if I can get one of those guys plus, you know, maybe a corner and a safety, right? In, instead of me getting two, you know, more like a premium guy in free agency, if I can get three premium guys in free agency, you know, or, or four guys, I'd rather spend the money that Wait way. A- 
and, and okay, but here here here's my issue with what you're saying. You're saying, hey, I don't I want to get one or two guys, you know, instead of paying a Dalton Schultz, right, a premium guy. You just name two guys that are going to be out there. If you want Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson, what do you think you're going to get them for per year? Well, well, I I think you can get either one, right? I think we can get one of those two guys if they're okay, both so, available. So, Name, right. Okay, name and the I, one guy you want. Name the one guy you want. I prefer, Cooper over Allen, I prefer Cooper okay. over Allen Robinson. Okay, that, that's perfectly fine. Now let's go with Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. How much do you think mm-hmm. it's going to take to get Amari Cooper to put on a Jets jersey and go out there during the year and play for us? I don't know what he's getting right now. Um, he's so getting I, $20 I million. Just, That's why the oh, Cowboys yeah. want to okay, get so rid then, of him before March so, 20th. He's going to get $20 million so, this year. So if we're going so, with Amari yeah, Cooper, so I, I, you like him, I do too. He's good. So what do you, what well, do you think it's going, to make, it's going to take to make him a debt? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving him $20 million. I, I'll exactly. give him $12 million. But, but, if, 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 if I can't yeah, give him 12 then but, I'm not paying him. I'm not paying twenty for him. See, but that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> top in talent, top in talent like that, right? <laughs> and again, there's there's Joe, a Joe, lot of guys Joe, that's going to be. If we were one, if if we were one win away from going to the Super Bowl, I'll give Amari Cooper twenty million. We we are yeah, not, but, you know, we're we're trying to get to like a wild card game or something like that. Yeah, this but year, well, right? No, but so, but this is the deal. But no, even if you want to get one day, you want to progress to get good enough to be in that Super Bowl, right? So you need to start getting guys to also. You need to surround Zach Wilson with as much talent as you can while he's on his rookie year deal. I think that's one thing that also is lost to a lot of Jets fans, right? When you look at how the Bills have built, I'll make this real simple. The Bills built around Josh Allen quite a bit before his rookie year deal Mm -hmm. is up. And the reason why that's important is because once that's up, it's a lot harder to build around quarterbacks. It's extremely hard because they eat up so much of the cap. So you must do what it takes to build around him effectively. If you're talking about going after top-end talent, guys like Amari Cooper, I'm sorry, they're not going to come to you for $10 million a year. Because you also got to think there's other guys in the market too. There's other teams in the market. Other teams are mm-hmm. buying for their services. That's, not, that's just not realistic for Amari Cooper. It's, not, it's just not. That guy is due $20 million. He may not get $20 million. He may get $20 million somewhere else, but he, you know, Right, That's right. what he's making right now. Right. So he's not going to come to us for $12 million. So this is what I'm saying. It's like when you look at so, free agency and how it works, if you're going to pay the top-end guys, you go do that, right? But you need to make sure that if you're trying to surround your quarterback with, with players that are going to play well, players that are going to protect him, hands that he's going to be able to throw to, that you do that effectively. You don't have to dramatically break the bank, but you do have to give up cash to make it happen. Right. So, so I, I, I guess – yeah, so I, I I guess you know, if I if I did my homework on Amari Cooper, I probably wouldn't have mentioned his name. My my point is that we we have we have four picks in in there in the top forty, right? Forty picks this year, all right? So guys guys that are going to cost too much money in free agency is is what I'm saying is that I think those are the guys that we should try to more so go after in the draft, right? And the guys, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe it's the O line, maybe it's the defensive line where you're not spending 16, 17 million, you know, on free agencies, and maybe you can spend, you know, around 10, 12 to bring in some guys. Then those are the guys I'm going to go more harder for 
in free agency and then go get go get the guy you know go get that wide receiver there's there's quite a few mm-hmm. wide receivers we can draft right there's mm-hmm. a guy from USC that you that you you know you like right we can go get that big guy yeah. we already got we already got um we already got you know two other wide receivers on the team so we we can go get a Drake London you know on the on the 10 pick if we need to give Zach Wilson more weapons we can go get a Trey McBride on 35 now we have two two weapons you just added for Zach Wilson right there right so mm-hmm. that's my point uh, you know let, let's go out and and and, and draft wisely and you know don't don't break the bank for any one player right now because there we have four picks in the top 40 picks and, mm-hmm. and we, we can we can fill a lot of needs and not have to overspend on just one premium position that's that's just my my take you know we can get an edge no. you know we can get get the tight end the wide receiver and we can get a corner in 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 the four picks so um yeah yeah, that that that's just my take. You know, be, you know, be smart about how how you they're signing free agents and how you're going to draft this year. And I think this this team, you know, will go from four wins to seven eight wins. You know, if yeah, they yeah. if they play I mean, their cards right. Yeah, we we definitely got to be smart. But I, again, I think if there's a guy that you covet and if we have the money, as long as you're not destroying your cap, and there's going to be guys that we're going to have to attack and we're going to have to go after. But Colin, I want to thank you for calling in, man. It's been phenomenal speaking with you, all right? You have yourself a good night, my friend. Yeah, just take care. All right, you have a good one. Listen, calling and calling in with some heat, all right? I get it. I get it, all right? But we got to continue to address this team. And if we can, free agency could be the way. I'm not saying every single position we're going to have to attack that way, but we must do what it can. We must do what it takes to make sure that we get the guy that we covet. I'm sorry, but free agency, when you go into that market, you're going to have to pay. There's no getting away from it, and especially if you want to compete. You can utilize free agency to make your football team better. It's not, I, I know that we don't think that because there's a lot of issues from the past, especially with bad general managers, but we didn't dramatically overpay last season, and we got some quality free agents in here, but you're going to have to pay them. Can't nickel and dime guys to come here, and especially when the New York Jets don't have like some illustrious history. It's not like we're the Patriots. It's not like we're, you know, the Bucks, where, team, where players are willing to come here because, hey, they have a long history of winning. No. You're talking to the guy right here that talked to people about the Jets tax. For those of you that don't remember what the Jets tax is, when you're the Jets and you're bad, people want to take more to come play with you, come play for you. All right? That's how it works. Now, of course, that's starting to be dissolved. Because we got some momentum, Sulla's in here, Joe Douglas, a lot of people respect him, but still, we have not been a winner, all right? You got to keep that in mind when we're talking about free agency and some of these players. They're going to want cats to pay here, Kent Nickel and Diamond. But salute to my guy, Sean Gully, with the big, 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 big donation. I said salutes to my guy, Gully, with the big, 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 big donation. <laughs> Gully says, Garrett Wilson and Olay's Ohio State over Drake London and USC. Hashtag hire better security. Salutes to Monty, Gully, okay? 
As you can clearly see, I want to thank him for giving to the program. He couldn't wait to disrespect SC as soon as possible. That's all I'm saying. Salute to Monty. I want to thank him. There was no need to disrespect USC, but I will, you know, will thank you for that. And salute to Ohio State. I respect you guys. Wow. Even when he's not here on the program, even in the chat, he can't wait to disrespect. Salutes to Monty again with a big, big, big donation. Thank you, Monty. So we're going to keep going to these lines again. 515 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, CT. CT, I'm coming directly to you. CT, salute. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It's good to hear from you. CT, we're, we're going off. We're going off, man, and we're talking, all right? This cornerback position with the New York Jets needs to be addressed. Give me your thoughts on the current position, man, and the way it stands. How are you feeling about Bryce Hall? Is he a legitimate number one corner to you? Uh, I think we need to give Bryce Hall some time to develop into a number one. But at this moment, from what we've seen, he's been a really good number two. Um, I think that Bryce Hall, you know, if he can just get the ball, uh, take take it away a little bit more, uh, then he, he, he has a chance to be a number one. Um, but I think he's very young, you know, and he has a lot of, you know, growing to do. I think that we sometimes get hard on these kids. Like, I, I can't stand him and Kyle Beckton hate going on because this guy really hasn't had a chance. And when he did have a chance, he was great. So, like, sometimes we don't give these young cats who we draft a chance to really be the starter and we're always looking out to the next, you know, person to come into and change the history of the Jets. But a lot of our homegrown talent seems to be working with Robert Sala and improving throughout the year over time. And, you know, Bryce Hall was one of those guys who I saw as, you know, an improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Now, when you, you're talking about developing guys and letting allowing guys more time to play here and seeing how they turn out, are you big on maybe chasing a big corner to come in here in free agency, or are you set with Hall and Eccles being our number one and two going forward? Um, I like Eccles. I like Eccles, but I think I want to get somebody else aside, uh, Bryce Hall. You know, I'm, you know, just whoever's starting, whether it's B, you want to call them one, two, two, one, doesn't matter. Two starting wide receivers, I think Eccles can come in off the bench, you know, in packages, uh, keep Michael Carter in, in uh, as a nickel. But um, <clears throat> Bryce Hall, I, I think that when you say somebody gets say somebody gets injured, you want to take somebody out of the series, putting in Eccles, he's very serviceable, but I wouldn't start him. You know, so I would bring somebody in for, you know, a good price if we can find somebody. And I hear there's a rumor about trading for James Bradbury for, with a third rounder. Hey, I'll take it. If the, the Giants can get rid of some cap, I'm down and give him a third rounder for James Bradbury. I think he's been a, a great corner, so I'm down for it. Okay. What about a guy like J.C. Jackson in free agency? There's a lot of people that want to see the New York Jets, a lot of Jets fans that want to see the New York Jets take a swing for him in free agency. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts are that J.C. Jackson is probably going to be going to a contender. Uh, I don't think he's going to be coming to the Jets, but if we can somehow nag him, if he just feels like, you know what, I want to be in New York, then I'm all for it because I think taking one of the best corners from our rivals would be ill. I think that would be dope. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that he right in with our defense as well. But I think the likelihood of that right now is low. But um, if, that, if, if, if people, 
if it happened, I would be, you know, super happy. I would be j- jumping to the moon because I think that at that point our, our cornerbacks are set. Okay, okay. How are you feeling about – there's a lot of talk about Amari Cooper right now amongst a lot of people, right? There's a lot of talk about him hitting free agency. The, the, it's looking like the Cowboys are probably going to get rid of him. Is he a guy that you think the New York Jets should be interested in bringing in? And if so, what would be the max that you would pay him, man? Um, I, I wouldn't pay him $20 million, I'll tell you right now. But I would honestly uh, give him an offer. I would definitely, if he can't hit free agency, I would offer him something like, you know, 15, you know, because obviously, you know, he's on his he's, – he's 28. He probably wouldn't come in for 15. If he doesn't take it, then let him go. Let him go wherever, wherever he can get paid. He probably would go to contender all, as well. But I think our money, if we want to spend on a, a, a key name, get Dalton Schultz, pay him whatever he wants, you know, because we need a tight end. Mm. You know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for okay. a wide receiver in, in this free okay. agency. I would actually try to see if we can get Allen Robertson – maybe a little cheaper, you know, after his down season, because I think he still a lot in the tank. So I would try to get Allen mm-hmm. Robinson, you know, and Dalton Schultz, one of those two guys, to help out our guys act. Okay. So you talked about Dalton Schultz, and we just got done talking about him. There's a, you know, the last caller as well salutes to him. He was saying, hey, I'm not willing to, to break the bank for a guy like Dalton Schultz. Now, when you look at Dalton, what exactly about him makes you want to see him be a Jet, man? Because I think he's a phenomenal tight end. You know, I watch the Cowboys yeah. often. Like, what what do you think he'd be able to bring to the table here that we don't have that we need from him, man? I think he's been consistent more than anything. I think our our tight ends haven't been consistent, and um, we we got we're trying to figure yep. it out with the blocking and everything. So I think Dalton mm-hmm. is good at both. He can see and he can block, and that gives us a little flexibility when we hit the draft in the second round to we'll say, hey, maybe we don't need to go uh, tight end right away, you know, but we can definitely pull one in later on and still have a serviceable tight end like Jeremy Rucker maybe in the third round instead of getting, you know, Trey McBride in the second. He, he might even go in the, in the late first. So with from what we're seeing him do at a combine. So, um, yeah, I'm totally down for getting Donald Schultz. If we're going to spend money, last year the big signing was Carl Lawson. Obviously we didn't get, get to see him play. He'll be back this next coming season. Um, and this year yeah. the big signing I wanted to be tight end. So, um, and, I'm a, and, I, and me, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm a defense guy. So I would love to, you know, put money in the cornerback spot, but I think I think that this year if the value is in getting a tight end for Zach, and then I would honestly draft the safety Kyle Hamilton and get a cornerback later on in um, the back end of the draft. Oh yeah, you're a big Kyle Hamilton guy. Yeah, we definitely. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Come on. Yeah, you tried to you tried to just slide that right past me and it was not gonna work. Listen, I understand, <laughs> right? I, I get it, but in no scenario, I wanna make sure that I let everybody know this. In no scenario do I think the New York Jets should take Kyle Hamilton at four. Okay. Y'all are hating. I just I, I Huh? Y'all are haters. Y'all are haters, man. Oh, Kyle Hamilton. Like you gotta be talking about <laughs> Oh, yeah, I hate y'all. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, now we all haters. What, I what mean, more do you me? want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me, CT? We got it. Nobody's a hater. We're just having to set things straight, CT. There is no way you can look at this Jets <laughs> roster and go, I mean, we can, yeah, we can, we can safety is definitely something to take it for. What? We 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 can we can definitely agree on Kayvon Thibodeau if we if we get him. 
I would get him before Kyle Hamilton. But other than that, that's there's fact. nobody else that would take Kyle Hamilton at number four, in my opinion. You know, that's in my opinion. I mean, I understand it's not popular, but at the end of the day, I think that it's worth it for that for his talent. I think that it's going to make it. Once once we see him on the field, y'all not going to regret it. I'm telling you. But no. um, I get it, you know. And, and especially because we got two first-round picks, how often do we have this opportunity to say, you know what, the best player in the grass, we have actually the luxury to do it. Why not take him and then take the offensive lineman, Charles Cross, at number 10? I think that would be dope. So, like, that's just my dream scenario, and I know it's not popular. Mm-hmm. And, but, hey, if, if Kayvon's there, take him first before Kyle. Yeah. If not, yeah, I, get my back on Hamilton. Listen, I'll tell you what, there's a there's a definitely – I would take IK before I would take him. IK, uh, Iquanu, I would take him easily. <laughs> easily over a safety. Yeah, I, I would take him over. And I, and I get it, though, CT. I, I, like I said, he's a he's a great player, but I am not going to take a safety, especially when we have needs at edge. And you talked about a guy that, you know, I, I asked the question, a lot of Jets fans, what do they expect from Kyle Lawson, Carl Lawson coming back from this injury? And there was a lot of varying answers. And it seems like, at least with you, you know, you, you have a big amount of confidence in him coming back and being able to perform after this injury. So, what are your expectations of him next season coming off this torn Achilles? Do you think he's actually going to come back and just immediately give us crazy sack numbers? I mean, I ask you a question. Did you watch One Just Drive last year? I watched a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, so there are certain people and certain mentalities that I don't bet against. And, mm-hmm. Kyle, and Carl Lawson has that mentality. And there are certain people who came back from that injury. It's, like, it's impossible. And I think that with the way he approaches the game, the leadership he brings to the table, and leaving the Bengals and coming to the Jets, he's going to want to come and do something and, and, and you know, and really uh, space, make his legacy on our team. And I can't wait to see him, honestly. I think that he's being slept on as far as, like, you know, the conversation of what's going to happen next year. But I think as we he, things obviously move on after the draft, people are going to really be excited to see him in training camp. And you know, be just as good as he was last time. So I, I really believe in Carl, Carl Lawson, you know. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I believe in Mike McCarthy as well, but Carl Lawson, man, his mentality, I don't bet against him. He just seems like a guy who's going to not be denied. And if it wasn't for his injury, we saw it, we would have saw it this year. But uh, I, I yeah. can't wait to see it. And if we get KT, whew, that, that offensive line is going to be crazy. It's going to be sick. Man, man, let me tell you something. Look, I, I love Carl Lawson. I, 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 mean, I expect him to come back. Yeah, I do expect him to come back, and I think he's going to be all right. But I, I don't know if I can expect the big sack numbers. I get his personality. is huge. You can see it on social media. I mean, this guy is – he loves the team. I'm mean, Jets fans get riled up on him. The day we signed him, you know, he came up with the Jets. Jet, that was wonderful. But that torn Achilles is an injury that is tough to come back from. And let me tell you something. It takes you about a year to kind of get back into form. So that's why I'm big, and this is why I don't want to have a safety come here, is because – Listen, let's not take a safety at four. Let's take a pass rusher. I want two or three pass rushers. That's what I want because we're in a passing league where you can get bombed over at any time, and we've seen the effectiveness of pass rush and how much it can make great quarterbacks look like mere mortals. We saw we saw what the about being bombed on, yep. and we don't want the safety that can prevent that. Like, and that's the thing while I'm trying no, to no, no, no. say with y'all. See, but that's, Everybody that's has the their own narrative. That's, no, that's that's not our own narrative, though, uh, CT. What I think you're missing is we're not just get, we're not getting bombed on because our safety play is so bad. We're getting bombed on because we don't have a pass rush. That's why. Yeah, okay. our, 
We don't have a it's pass bro- rusher. Well, first of all, we don't have a pass rusher. We don't have a pass rusher. Carl Lawson went down. There was nobody to answer at all. John Franklin Myers was decent for a couple games outside of that, especially the last half of the season. He was a non-factor. After him, who was the pass rusher? Nobody. Here's what I'm saying. So hear me out for a second. The defense. Uh, hold on one second. I'll, let, I'll I'll hear you out in just one second. I'll give you the last word. How can you look at a defense, right? Because we're supposed to be running exactly what the Niners run. We're supposed to look like them exactly defensively, right? How can you look at a defense like the 49ers, who have a phenomenal front, but have a pretty much a no-name secondary where nobody knows what they look like or, or nobody knows their name? How do you think that this works? Because the defense is built from front to back, not back to front. It's all about pressure. Hey. That's how this defense works. You don't need an all-pro safety. You don't need a, general, a generational safety. You don't need any of that stuff to have a great defense in this league. You need a pass rush, and we ain't got that. Um, we don't. All right. Go ahead. I hear what you're saying, and that's one way to look at it, and this is how I look at it. My look, I look at this draft as one of the deepest pass rusher drafts we've seen. It may not be a Chase Young in there, but I think it's hella, hella deep. I think that when okay. it comes to pass rush, you can, you can get it later, or – even pick somebody up in free agency. I really do believe. And we're getting Carl Lawson back. So, I mean, we're going to have a pass rush. He might not be as dominant as he was the year prior, but let's see him get, get going. And I believe in him, me personally. So I look at, look at it from this standpoint. It's a deep, it's a deep, deep uh, edge rusher draft. But after Kyle Hamilton, there's a big dip to the next safety. The next safety is probably going to be taken in the second round. At, at earliest, you know, it, it might be even be the third. So that's why I'm like, all right, since we have no safety literally on this team, like, I don't think it's absurd <laughs> to say, hey, you know what, this one that's as good as everybody's seeing and you can see it on tape and you can also develop him to be a special player who's, a, oh, he's, who's also a leader, this safety, who's probably people are saying the best person in the draft, since we have two first-round picks, that's a luxury. We have the option to take a little bit of a gamble on uh, the best player. On top of that, mm-hmm. get an edge with the number 10 or get offensive line with number 10. So, like, I'm down either way. And only under the scenario where Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau are taken prior to pick four. And that's my take. And it's just one opinion. It's just one way to look at it. I'm not saying I'm, the, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, the right one, but I'm saying that that's yeah. how I prefer it as far as approaching yeah. the draft and free agency. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, and that's, that's why we go back and forth, CT. That's why I respect you. You're going to come in and bring your takes, even though I don't agree. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? So salute you, CT. But I respect it. Hey, hey listen, I respect your take there. So, <laughs> so my last question before I let you go, and Tom, we'll come to you in a second. My last question before I let you go is, I know you probably saw the workout video from Makai Beckton that was put on social media, right? He's in the gym. He's getting himself, you know, ready to go for this upcoming season. He's doing the off-season workout stuff. He's prepping himself. There was a lot of negative takes from Jets fans. I will say that. There was a lot of people telling him that, hey, you should have been in the gym. This looks like this is the first time you've ever been in the gym. All this kind of stuff. Give me your thoughts about some of the hate that we've seen for Makai Becton since the injury, man. Do you feel like a lot of Jets fans have turned their backs on them? And then when he comes in this season, if he comes in and shows out, do you think a lot of those fans will turn around? Yes, I think Jets fans are very fickle, and they don't, and they have a short-term memory. 
they don't remember what he did in his, his rookie season and how, how happy they were that we got one high back in, at number 11. So, like, I think that you guys really need to go back and watch his rookie season because it's not his fault that he got rolled on, you know. So to just doubt him because he's a big man, it's easy as a, a guy who's that big to say, oh, it's your weight, it's your weight, and just point the finger at his weight because he's bigger than everybody else on the field. But when he's also dominating those guys, y'all ain't going to talk about his weight. You're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that. The only reason why you're saying that because he hasn't been on the field. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. people are kind of hard on him. And he's a young kid, you know, so – Give him his chance. Give him his chance to actually prove that he's one of the best left tackles in the league. And I'm telling you, we'll see something this year coming up if he stays healthy. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Listen, man. Salute to CT. Let's give let's give CT a hand. You know what I'm saying? CT came with the coach. He came with the coach. <laughs> I done told y'all about clapping for too long, okay? <laughs> I'm not paying y'all for that. Listen, this dude wants to take a safety at four. I'm definitely not paying y'all for clapping for him, okay? <laughs> All right? He came with the takes, but let's not get too crazy. All right, listen, salute to you, CT. All right, I got to get to the rest you of the call. You have yourself a good night. Yeah, you, you have too. a good one, CT. Peace out, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't, don't clap too long for, for a guy who wants to take a safety at four. Don't do that. I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> Studio audience, I'm not gonna pay you. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. When you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. A lot of takes going on, a lot of fire. I ensure you you will get your time. You know what I'm saying? I know we've got quite a bit of callers on the line. We're gonna get to everybody. Please give the stream a thumbs up. If you're also subscribed, if you have not subscribed, hit that notification bell. Also share the show as well with your friends and your family, all right? So next, we're getting to my guy, Tom. Tom, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Tom. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, we are talking corners. We are talking just defense. We're talking about it all. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets' current corner situation. How are you feeling about Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles? 813? Tom? Eight one three. Yeah, eight one eight one three. This is you. Hey Joe, me. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey Joe, it's Ted. I'm Riverview, Florida. I am uh, NYJ oh, Florida Ted, in your in your YouTube. That's okay. Oh, hey. How's, hey Joe, how's it going? How's it going? What's going on, man? Give me good, your thoughts about the uh, so sorry. Yeah, give me you your said thoughts about the so. Yeah, sorry, I'm my producer. Anyway, so give me Bryce? your thoughts about yeah. Go ahead. The, uh, uh, the yeah. So position. so Bryce Hall. Yeah, Bryce Hall is um. He's got skill, like the other caller said. He's he just does just doesn't make the you know the picks or anything. Uh, I don't think he's quite a one. He's probably a two, close to a one A. Um, I do like. I don't think him and Eccles can hold up as competent enough players to keep us. Um, you know. Just the proof is on the field, let's just say. I mean, mm-hmm. listening to your shows after, for example, the Falcon game when Cordell Patterson was all over the field and Jonathan Taylor Ooh. was all over the field, I just think we need huge upgrades. Um, Ashton Davis needs to be upgraded. I, I agree with the other caller about upgrading the defense early in the draft yeah. um, and not necessarily a pass rusher. So you're I do, so you're about and I do like Hamilton myself. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, so you I would take like a Hamilton. safety at four as well? You would take a safety at four I think as well. He's gonna, I think he's going to be more of a Fred Warner type, where he's almost the same size as Fred Warner um, of, of the 49ers. Um, he's, he's about 220. He's about 6'4". He's a pretty big safety. Um, I think we can address the edge um, free agency, um, but to get a player of that caliber who can cover the field, who can hit, not afraid to, and he's way better than a Jamal Adams. He's not a Jamal who can, <laughs> you know, get sacked and hit. The guy can mm-hmm. defend, and the guy can come up and stop the run. We just, our defense was a sieve. I mean, we've got players off the street trying to play defense. We had, um, you know, the Ashton Davis types who should not be starters. They should probably mm-hmm. be best as a backup or, or, you know, a nickel or something like that or dime. Um, I think we need – I really think we need like a Sauce Gardner and Hamilton, and I really think number four might be in play for um, somebody trading up for Pat- – um, not Patrick Willis, for Willis. Okay, so here, here, here's my thing, and, I, and, I, and mm-hmm. again, salutes. And, I, again, I want to thank you for calling in. Here's my problem is that when you talk about taking a safety at four, right, and we're talking about defense. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about our defense, you're right. Our defense last year was, you know – it, it needs to be upgraded, right? But I think the biggest mm-hmm. issue with our defense is we don't have a pass rush. We don't have a pass rusher at all. And so my question, my question is, when you look at this team, how can you take a safety, a position of non-impact, over a lot of the other wep- or a lot of the other weapons and issues that we have? Because we're just talking about defense right now, needing an edge rusher, which we could use two or three of them, right? Because we really don't have one. Mm-hmm. Carl Lawson, phenomenal. Phenomenal guy, phenomenal player, love him. But I have no clue of what he's actually going to look like coming off that torn Achilles. And if you look at the New York Jets and our history of bad luck in this league, it'll be our luck that we don't properly address the edge. Not saying he'll do that, but we don't properly address the edge. And then Carl Lawson comes back and he's never what exactly what we thought he was going to be. Never be that dominant edge rusher that we need, right? And then we're just stuck in this perpetual cycle of nothing, right? So mm. how can you look at the other needs that we have and think, I'll take a safety before I take a guard or before I take a center or before I take a wide receiver or before I take another edge rusher or even a corner. I think – How? Sorry, Joe. I think I think we no, can get like a Boye Mafe type in the second round from Minnesota, like a pass rusher. Um, we can take his, um, the kid from Boston College, the offensive lineman, um, Zach. What was his name? Um, oh, anyway, offensive line from – Oh, Zion, right, Zion Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think we can maybe get him late first if we have to trade into the first or, or one of our second rounders. But I understand what you're saying about pass rusher. Um, we can sign one in free agency, but if we can't stop Whoa. anybody, Zach will never see the ball. You know, Zach will never see the ball if we cannot make a stop. And if yeah, we give up 40 points or 50 points a game, Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. But uh, I think a big thing about making a stop is getting to the passer. We can't do that. I agree. Everybody I agree, but there's it. no and I, and I get it. I, I mm-hmm. get a lot of the, you know, hey, we need a safety because we're getting bombed over. We're get, no, we're, we're getting bombed over and we can't make a stop because we have no pass rush. That's the biggest problem. Yes. If you look at the top yes. defenses in this league, they have one, two, sometimes even three guys that they can send at you. Yes. We have no one. I agree. <laughs> 
I agree. Have we did have so Joe, that, we did have Jamal Adams. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even when Jamal Adams was here, we were still losing. Like we were still. That's true still too. That's, why, that's why he was gone. That's why he left. Yeah. Uh huh. I understand, yeah, Joe. Was... But but Joe, let me just say this. I look at number four. Okay, I look at number four pick, and I say, Joey Bosa. If Joey Bosa was there at four, yes. But I don't think mm-hmm. any of these guys. That, well, first of all, the kid Hutchinson is going to be gone. I think Thibodeau yeah. could slide, and I, but I don't think Thibodeau is going to be is worth a four, and I don't think the third, really? the second. That was literally going to be. I my don't next think question. so. I don't think so. Wow! So you, I don't think he's you're worth telling me you would, you you would, you would pass on Kayvon Thibodeau if he's sitting there at four. Would I pass on him to take to take yeah. Hamilton? I yeah, I have I happen to believe so. If you can get wow. a competent free agent. If you can get a competent free agent, edge rusher, and get like a Mafe in the second round, somebody like that. Um, but I just see the defenses. I understand the pass rush will help, uh, certainly. But I just, I just look at look look at the Rams for example. They had they traded mm-hmm. for um, Ramsey. They gave up a lot for Ramsey. If you don't have competency in the back end, you'll never stop. How are we going to stop the Bills? How are we going to stop um, Diggs? Nobody well, can cover if, Diggs. If, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that yeah, but you're talking corner and safety is, is not the same thing, but if you look at the Rams, let, let's say if you're talking about the Rams safety or you're talking about, you know, safeties being as important as, as you're trying to make the argument to be, if you look at the Rams, if you mm-hmm. look at the Bills, if you look at these teams, you name it, they all have phenomenal pass rushes. Like the Rams sure. have the Rams sure. got Von Miller, they got a, a boatload of guys they can send at you. The Bills, my God, the, the Bills yeah. is just everything they do over there is rushing the passer. We don't have that. That's why I understand, right. and, and I've gotten into it with a bunch of Jets fans about it. I get it. Car, Car, uh, Hamilton's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Right. But you cannot right. talk about taking safety when you don't have a pass rush. And I love Boye Mafe, but again. If Thibodeau is there, I'm taking him at four. If I can grab another guy, I know some people aren't talking about him, but I've been talking about him quite a bit, Jermaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody see him Hard. after Senior Bowl? Even after mm-hmm. the Senior Bowl? I mean, this guy is phenomenal. Why is no one talking? Why is no Jets fans talking about taking him? Because he's a guy that can fit in the scheme as well and handle business. Hell, yes, sir. even no, before I can... that, no, we're, we're just talking about mm-hmm. safety, but, again, we're not even talking about properly protecting Zach Wilson. I'm taking Tyler Lindenbaum at 10. Mm-hmm. I'm taking him before I would take him. I would take Tyler Lindenbaum at four before I would take a safety because safety is mm. an impact of non-position impact. It, it's it's mm. non-impact position. Maybe I'm, I'm theoretical. Not, I'm not going to take that over. I'm not taking a safety over an offensive lineman, and I'm not taking a safety over a pass rusher. I'm not. Mm. Well, let me, blow, let me blow your mind. I would take uh-huh. Hamilton. Go well, ahead. let me blow your mind. Because I wanted Sauce Gardner and Hamilton. <laughs> That's my two picks. <laughs> so, so there you go. Those are my two dream picks. Because then you have a number yeah. one corner, and you have a, a roving, roving safety like Tyron Matthew who can cover and can hit and be the quarterback of the defense um, besides yeah. Mosley. Um, but I understand. I understand all your points about the edge and everything. Um, I guess it all depends on what how they value – certain players, but I have to say, Joe Douglas used the word 
Swiss, no, Swiss Army Knife or something. No, Unicorn Player. He talked mm-hmm. about a Unicorn Player in his presser. And mm-hmm. um, Kyle Hamilton was referred to as a Unicorn Player. I don't think it's – it may be a coincidence, but I just think he kind of dropped that little thing in there maybe um, yeah. to say he well, liked Hamilton. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, but here, here's the thing with Joe Douglas, and, and again, I, you know, that unicorn player. And we've seen Joe Douglas talk up players and butter them up and mm. and really work other teams up to do what? To utilize yep. them and use them. To trade down yep. and destroy you or to throw you off the trail of another player. That we, Joe yeah. Douglas is so savvy, dude. We've seen him just – he traded Jamal Adams for two first-round picks, an overrated box safety. And told yes, us sir. the entire time what we intend on him being a Jet for the rest of his career. I can't wait to sign Jamal Adams to the – go back and listen to all that stuff. And what did he do? Once things really got going, he got his ass out of here as soon as possible. Gone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For great hey, value. Joe, let me so, say one know, more thing. I hear what you're saying. Go ahead, man. Sorry, Joe. Joe, um, the number four pick, if it's traded, though, may not have to worry about that. But how far – how far can we go down where you would feel comfortable still taking a quality player if you if, if you tra- if you traded number four? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I wouldn't. You know, there's to me, especially with Joe Douglas mm-hmm. being here, I wouldn't mind if we traded mm-hmm. down maybe to nine. If we if we I'm, it, honestly, it would it would depend on the package, right? It depends on the package mm-hmm. that we get mm-hmm. back. If the package mm-hmm. is moving you to the point where you're really getting big capital and allows us to continue to build, dude, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind trading down quite a bit, mm-hmm. quite a bit at all, because mm-hmm. I believe in the, mm-hmm. the ability of Joe Douglas, and I think that, again, we have so many positions of need, and there's so many players that we can still get and address. There's talk, of, again, I, like I said, I'd take Kyle, Tyler Linderbaum at four, but there's talk about him being there until 10. Jermaine Johnson has been brought up. He's supposed to be there until 10. You see Olave really – shooting up the boards. Everyone mm-hmm. knows I love Drake London. These are all players that are fitting into positions mm-hmm. of need for us. Because a lot of people still think we need, you know, a wide receiver to pair up to, to make our, mm-hmm. you know, our, our offense even more deadly. We still need offensive linemen to make it more deadly. We still need, you know, pass rushers to make it more deadly. There's some corners that could be there okay. as well, make us more deadly. Yep. So, you know, trading, trading, you know, low, or maybe even a little bit outside of the uh, top ten. Again, the package would have to be something serious, you know, for us to move. But, dude, if we got something that could really change us and our outlook, I have no issues with that mm-hmm. whatsoever. So that, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. that's going to be my question for you. It's going to be a last question before I let you know. That's my question for you is, if we're trading out of four, what's the furthest you're willing to go down? I'm sure it'll, it would on. get us the first next year. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. it would get us probably a first next year and maybe more. And that first may be mid-round first. Like I say, if it's the Steelers, but they're in around 20. It'd have to be around, like you said, in the fifth top 15, maybe 12 mm-hmm. would be nice. That way we can still get Hamilton and Sauce Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll still be happy. <laughs> and get a first next year. Right. Absolutely. Listen, let me give you a hand, man, because, you know, you stood firm. I'll give that to you. I'll a long one, Joe. You stood firm. A long one, Joe. You stood firm. Oh, wait, 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 wait,
wait, wait, wait. We're clapping way too long for another guy that no, wants we're to not. Pay no, we're not. Yeah, we're, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not clapping too long. Bro, you don't pay them, okay? Look, are you going to pay them? Because I'm not paying them. That's you know true. That's true. You That's send true. the check, and they'll clap for you, as long as you want, all right? You run the show, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a passenger <laughs> on the ship. <laughs> Listen, man, I want to thank you for calling. It was phenomenal to speak with you, my friend. Listen, I have another show Thanks, I want to hear from you, all right? All right. All right, Joe. I'll be in the box. You too, Joe. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. You know, people want to talk. Yeah, listen, if they clap for too long, I got to stop them, all right? I'm not paying these people, all right? I'm not paying you for clapping that long, too much, okay? Slow it down, okay? And you'll get the money for a allotted amount of time, all right? Other than that, no, sir. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're talking about it all. We're we're arguing. <laughs> we're talking safeties. We're talking corners. We're talking free agents. Also, give the stream a thumbs up if you're watching. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. And hit that notification bell so that when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Salutes to everyone that is given to the platform tonight. Salutes to my guy, Monty. Salutes to everybody, man. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Next, we're going to my guy, Max. Max, coming directly to you. Salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, we are talking. There's a lot of people that want to take a safety at four. Do you agree with that? I agree with that because even though I understand in, like, past years, oh, safety wasn't important. If it was, like, last year, for example, no. But Kyle Hamilton's, like, the best safety I've seen in years. Like, people like, oh, we shouldn't drag Kyle Hamilton because he's a safety. No, he's, like, the best. He's not just a safety prospect. He's the best safety prospect in 20 years. He's literally like mm-hmm. the best. He can play all. He can play a corner. He can play linebacker. He's like really versatile on our defense. So uh, we've we've had multiple discussions. The last caller said that if Kayvon Thibodeau was there for, of course, this probably this would probably never happen. But if Kayvon Thibodeau is there for, and Hamilton is there for, are you taking Hamilton over Thibodeau? Uh, uh, not because if Thibodeau was there, he's a really good edge presence. Imagine this defense with Carl Lawson and then Thibodeau. If Thibodeau was there at four, we'll take Kayvon Thibodeau. The reason why I would take Hamilton at four is because if Kayvon's not there, he um, if he's drafted number one overall, like I want the Jets to draft Kayvon, but that's not going to happen because he's probably going number one overall to the Jaguars or he's going top three. <laughs> Same thing with Hamilton. Yeah. He might go top three as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I'll tell you what, man, there's a lot to be made about a lot of these things that's going on at the Combine, too, because, whoo, there's people performing. Olave is performing. Uh, uh, Kwanu is going off. He's performed well as well. He's a guy that's definitely shoot up the boards. A lot of people talking about he could be in that top, you know, top talk now as well. But when you look at the New York Jets and where we're at need, especially is corner. We need some corners around here. Now, Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles right now are the current guys. What are your thoughts about them in our secondary, man? How, how I mean, are you feeling about it currently? Do you think that Hall and Eccles or Hall and and and, um, and Eccles are guys that we can go into the future with? Yeah, I agree because I mean, even though they're decent quarters, I think we should also draft a corner at ten. We should um, either draft Derek Stingley or Sauce Gardner, but I think Sauce Gardner mm-hmm. is like a better prospect. I think because. He was better in Cincinnati, and he doesn't have, like, as many injury concerns as Derek Singley, in my opinion. 
Or go yeah. for a guy what for agency pro- like Richard Sherman to mentor the young corners. That's what I would also do if I were the Jets. I've been yeah. saying this is last all season. I wanted the Jets to sign Richard Sherman to mentor our young corners. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's on a guy. He's an older guy. He could still come in, like you said, a mentor, though. But what are your thoughts about them sw- taking uh, big swings at a guy like J.C. Jackson? There's a lot of Jets fans that are nervous because of what we dealt in the past with, you know, a guy like Tremaine Johnson. Do you think J.C. Jackson would be a good fit here? I think he would be a good fit. As long as we don't pay him, like, top corner money, he'll be good. Unless we don't pay, we don't pay him, like, $60, $60 million a year like Michael Cacken does. I don't care. J.C. Jackson's a top corner in football. I really like him. And I think he can be okay. a really good corner in the NFL. So when you're talking about paying a guy, because free agency is all about making sure that, you know, or if, if you're going into free agency, you've got to make sure that you get the guy that you covet, right? And sometimes that takes you – north of some numbers that you don't like, what is the most, if you were the Jets general manager, what is the most that you would be willing to pay J.C. per year? Like I would say maybe like $20, like $20 million per year, I would say. Over, wow, like maybe okay. two years, $20 million. Like not that much money. I mean, well, I don't know if he'd go for the two-year deal, but $20 million I think is, you know, I think he, he'll probably get around $18 mil is probably what he's going to be looking for. So $20 million would be – definitely in the bar park that would get him in the building. So I, I hear you, because there's been a lot of people that don't want to pay, but you're going after corners and free agency. Corners let me tell you, you look at what Byron Jones got. Whoa, that, was, that, that market's going up, you know what I'm saying? But So when you continue on the road and you talk about free agency and guys that could be out there, there's also talk about Allen Robinson being linked to the New York Jets. Amari Cooper is out there as well. Supposedly he's going to get released by the Cowboys, you know, if they can't find a trade partner. Should we be interested in going after Amari Cooper? Yeah, I think we should sign him. Amari Cooper is like one of the best wide receivers in football. If we can, I don't know if it might happen, but there's been reports that the Jets also want to, um, that the Seahawks are willing to trade DK Metcalf. I will 100% trade for DK Metcalf. I wanted the Jets to draft him in 2019. I was pissed off that taking Quinn Williams because I want because they passed up on DK Metcalf. He fell all the way in the draft at 63. And I and I want the Jets to sign them DK Metcalf. He's a really explosive receiver. He can be a really good deep threat. Corey Davis is mm-hmm. not that deep threat. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah. So if you're trading for DK, like you just said, what what exactly are you giving up? What is the package that you're calling the Seahawks to offer, man? So I would offer probably the number um, ten pick, and then like a fifth, and then like a third and a fifth. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you doing what it takes to get, to get the guys, man. You doing what it takes to better the football team. The 10th pick, though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a big time Probably. You got him. Yeah. So, my final yeah. question for so, you, man, because, again, there's a lot going on out here. When you look at the situation with Makai Beckton, he's posting his workout stuff up. There's a lot of negative comments coming and hate coming towards his way. What are your thoughts about that, man? What are your thoughts about Jets fans getting after a guy like Makai Beckton that's working his way back into, you know what I'm saying, getting back on this field and doing what he needs to do for us? I don't understand why the Jets fans are complaining about his workout. If he's actually working out and staying in shape, I don't agree. I don't care. Like, oh, maybe because he was injured, like, last year. But it's he didn't have good conditioning. It's This is the same thing to me. Like, oh, Jets fans can complain all they want, but – I'm the same thing with Makai. I'm always wanting to work hard and stuff. I'm using my track as an example. I'm working out for track, trying to do my best. Same thing with Makai Beckton. It's the same thing. I don't know why these 
Jets fans are just trying to get more followers on social media by posting negative shit about players, which is not me. Why watch it? Watch your language. It's a family show. Watch your language. Go ahead. Watch it. Okay, so I don't understand why Jets fans like on social media criticize a player. Like it's just annoying. Like, oh, they just mm. want to do it for likes, but it's just not. It's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Max. Listen, you got some takes there. I agree with you, but. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good one, all right? Okay. All right. Listen, Matt's calling in with the fire. He he said he wants to give up quite a bit for DK Metcalf, a first, a third, and a fifth. I don't know about that, okay, especially with some of the needs. DK is phenomenal. But the tenth pick, a third, and a fifth, and then you have to make sure you pay him as well because he's got that deal that's coming to a close. Whew. Listen, this has been a hot show, folks. This has been a hot show. We've had a bunch of callers, a lot of different perspectives going on, a lot of fire spit. We'll go ahead and close out. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me say this promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm on Twitter as well, all right? I'm on Twitter, YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000, all right? You want to troll me? No problem. I'll troll you right back. And I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times, at all times. There's been a lot of disrespect tonight against USC. I don't like that. I don't like that. A lot of disrespect, Okay. But uh, we'll put that away, okay? Because Vera Tucker, as we have seen here, Elijah Vera Tucker, one of the better guards in the league, all right? Young player, just started playing for us this year. You see what he does. Guess where he came from? Fight on. So we're going to troll me, hit that follow button. I'll troll you right back on there as well. Show's page is The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe, all right? Go ahead and follow that page as well. We can go back and forth. I'm also on YouTube as well, folks. Long Beach Joe Jets. Go to YouTube, hit that, put that in the search bar. When you get to that page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You want to troll me no issues, hit the comments, and I'll troll you right back. We'll go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Okay, Free hugs for everyone. These hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, no matter what anyone says. The hugs will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for listening. I want to thank everyone that gave to the platform. You folks have a good one. Peace.